Welcome to 50 Minutes on Health Inequalities and a podcast discussing an ongoing project making use of linked administrative data to understand the health of care experienced children in Scotland. I'm Ruth Dundas and with me is Anna Pearce and we're both from the Social and Public Health Sciences Unit and today we have two interviewees so we are talking to Miria Mailik. I am a research fellow at the Social and Public Health Sciences Unit and Denise Brown. I am a researcher also at the Social and Public Health Sciences Unit. Great, welcome Denise and Miriam. Just to start off, why is it important to study the health of care experienced children? There are currently around 14,000 children in care in Scotland and these children are amongst the most disadvantaged children in society. And the reasons for entering care are varied, but in each case children will have been through a traumatic or difficult life experience. And these experiences can impact on things like educational attainment and health. And so outcomes may be different for care experienced children when compared to other children. We already know quite a bit about educational outcomes for care experienced children and young people, but much less about their health outcomes, certainly for Scotland as a whole. So I've noticed that the terms care experienced and looked after are both used to describe this population group. Are there meaningful differences between these two terms? So the term looked after refers to children and young people currently in care of their local authority. Care experienced refers to anyone who's currently in care or who has been in care at any stage of their life, no matter how short a period. Often care experienced is a term preferred by children and young people themselves. Do we already know anything about the health of care experienced children? Children in care have been shown to have poorer mental health outcomes, poor health behaviours and higher rates of preventable deaths. Most of the evidence so far has come from small surveys or from studies carried out in other countries. There has been one recent population-wide Scottish study which examined dental health outcomes of care-experienced children. And that study found that compared to children in the general population, Care-experienced children had greater dental health needs whilst having less access to dental services. Dental health is just one aspect of health and there's a need to understand how the health of care-experienced children compares to children in the general population across a much wider range of health outcomes. The Scottish Government in particular have recognised the current lack of data-based evidence on the health needs of children in care. And the recent Scottish Independent Care Review, published in early 2020, highlighted the need to support children in care to have good dental, physical, mental and sexual health. In this study, we want to be able to provide national level evidence on the health of care experienced children and young people across the whole of Scotland. Thanks, Denise. Can you say a bit more about the data sets you'll be using and why each are important? Our study uses administrative data and administrative data refer to the, the data collected by government departments, local authorities or public bodies such as the NHS. This data can be really useful in research as unlike surveys it covers whole populations and can be linked to other data often across multiple years. For this project we will draw on a number of health, social work and education data sets. Our data are linked from 2009 until 2016, allowing us to look at care experiences and health over time. 
We will be able to look at a wide range of health outcomes, both in the group of children care experienced and also for other children. For example, we might look at the number and types of prescriptions that children receive or how often children are hospitalised and for what reasons. That gives a really good sense of the outcomes you'll be focusing on. What sort of information we have about care experiences? The social care data provides information on the number of care episodes each year. So a care episode begins when a child or young person is taken into care and it ends when they are adopted or if they return to parents or guardians care or when they turn 18. During a care episode, a child or young person may have multiple placements of varying lengths of time. And placement types include foster or kinship care, residential or secure care, or remaining at home with the support of social workers. Now we have information on the type, length and number of placements over a seven year period. And it's highly likely that these different care experiences of children and young people in care will have an effect on health. Miriam, what additional benefits do these sorts of data give to the research? There are multiple advantages to using administrative data and research. As Denise already mentioned, they cover the whole population. This means that we can do much more detailed analysis compared to using social surveys. For example, a health survey that covers a few thousand people would typically still only include a few hundred care-experienced children. A few hundred respondents are just too few to do any detailed statistical analysis on that group. In contrast, the social care data that we have covers about 12,000 uh, care-experienced children and youth. In addition, both the social care and the health data that we use are much richer in detail about the type of care and the health problems that people have experienced uh, compared to what is collected in surveys. So overall, these data are just much richer and allow for much more detailed analyses. How easy is it to work with these data sets? And how do you ensure that the data themselves can stay safe and secure? Working with uh, administrative data definitely has its challenges. Getting access to these data has taken us a very long time, a few years in fact. There are multiple layers of approval and scrutiny of the legal, ethical and public benefit aspects of this type of research. And both me and Denise have also taken training to understand the legal issues surrounding this work. In terms of safety of the data and privacy concerns, uh, we only have access uh, to data that is absolutely necessary for this particular research project. The data sources um, we mentioned include very many different details about individuals, but we don't have access to all of this. For example, we don't have access to names or addresses or even um, exact dates of birth. The data is held in a national safe haven and we can access this uh, through a remote login. So the data is not actually even stored on our computers. We also cannot print or take out any information from the safe haven. And if we need to export any results, uh, such as figures or tables, we need to request permission for this. The results will then be checked by trained safe haven staff and um, released if there is nothing disclosive about these. So the results are only released um, if it's not possible to identify any single individual from the data.
This is clearly really important research. How did you ensure that the research questions you were asking were going to be useful for your stakeholders? And how will you maximise the impact of any results that come out of the project? We have set up an advisory group that includes representatives from the Scottish government, uh, charities and um, other organisations that work with care experienced children. We meet every three to four months to discuss our work as it progresses and it allows us to engage with many relevant stakeholders on an ongoing basis as the results emerge. The members of the group can also make recommendations and propose ideas to guide our work. We should be able to start publishing results from this project in the first half of 2021. And once we have these, we plan to hold a knowledge exchange workshop for everyone working with or interested in the lives of care experienced children. We see it as a day of discussions on what our results mean and what direction uh, should this work take um, in the future. Hopefully all these things together will bring our work to the relevant audiences and help them understand and make use of it. Chicks, um, my understanding is that it's a two year project, but it certainly sounds as if there's plenty of room for expansion. Do you plan on extending this work into the future? And before you answer, if so, what would be the burning questions? Yes, there are many burning questions. Uh, for example, uh, due to the way data is currently linked, uh, we are unable to look at children who have yet to start school. So right now, we cannot learn much about the impact of care experiences in the early ages. So that's definitely one potential avenue of research. Of course, uh, we've all been hearing about the effects of lockdown on mental health and the provision of um, health services in general. While children are much less affected by COVID-19 itself, they are definitely affected by lockdown measures. Uh, both the physical and mental health of vulnerable children and youth um, are likely to be very severely affected by lockdown. And if possible, one of our next steps would be to extend our study follow-up period beyond uh, 2021. Uh, but of course, much of the future direction will depend on what we find this time around. Once we have our initial evidence on where the biggest gaps are between care experienced and other children, uh, then we will know much better where to go next. So if our listeners want to find out more about the project and be informed um, as the research progresses, how can they do that? We have created a Twitter page at Chicks Project for this research, and we will use that to inform every one of our research and engagement activities. The Twitter page also has links to a website that describes the project and to a short video that we recently recorded to explain what we plan to do. We usually finish these podcasts by asking, what are the implications for health inequalities? We know that adverse childhood experiences have a profound negative impact on health, and not just in, ch in childhood. Um, these effects last long into adulthood. The experience of care can thus have a very long-lasting impact on health and health inequalities. If we can better identify how care experiences are related to health and to which particular health outcomes, then we are in a much better position to suggest potential points of intervention to improve health. 
Um, as was actually mentioned in the previous podcasts of this series, uh, interventions in childhood are both among the most effective in improving long-term health and also cost-effective. So I think that all that remains is for us to thank the both of you, um, Miriam and Denise, for talking to us today. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you. Details and links about where to find out more about the Chicks project and also any further information about Denise and Miriam and their work can be found in the podcast notes. Thank you all for listening to our first podcast of 2021.